I think people have a lot of misconceptions about meditation. You think that your mind is supposed to go blank and you don't really know what's supposed to be happening in there. And there's no little coach or guru sitting inside your mind telling you like, oh, you know, come on back to your focus. There it is, you're doing it. And if you are somebody who does know how to meditate, as you sit there and your mind begins to wander, again, there's no coach or guru saying, hey, mind wandering, come back to focus, like tagging that your mind is wandering for you. And so with Muse, we recognized that we could solve that problem by literally letting you hear what was going on inside your mind. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. We're about to get started with another amazing guest who's sharing incredible insights. And I want to make sure that you are aware that all of this is made possible by Mind Valley. And right now, Mind Valley has an amazing package that you can take advantage of called All Access. If you haven't heard of it before, this is basically getting every single quest of Mind Valley available to you for an annual price of under $600. And the best part is you can get started, have a test drive if you've never done a quest before and see how amazing this transformational material is. If for any reason you feel is not what you're looking for, you're always eligible for a refund within the first 30 days. So I urge you to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. That way you'll be able to take advantage of this incredible offer and it will support our shows and free content such as superhumans at work that you get to listen to twice a week. So go in there, check out the quests that are available. All the information will be on that page, which is mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, where you can also find this link in the show notes. And now let's get started with our episode. Hey, everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. Now, before I introduce the guests, I want to take a moment to just thank all of the listeners for the incredible feedback and all of the support that you've been giving me on this podcast. And of course, if you're not subscribed yet and you're just joining in, make sure to hit that subscribe button and be sure to leave a review after listening to this podcast so that your feedback can be shared with everyone else who's looking for podcasts to turn themselves into a superhuman. Now, speaking of this, a new wave has been happening, probably more relevant in the last 10 years, definitely accelerated in the last few around what is one of the things that we can do to increase our performance as a superhuman. We've known about health and fitness. We've seen a movement in yoga. We've seen a movement in nutrition. And as we continue to optimize our bodies, we often are perhaps neglected taking care of our minds. And so this movement of meditation has taken the world by storm. You see that a company like Mindvalley actually started with promoting meditation, and a lot of people were looking at a new tool that wouldn't rely on external medication to be able to find peace of mind and be able to get us to be more present in a world that seems to move faster and faster. Now, the question here is, is there a separation between the technology that's helping us evolve as a species and meditation, which seems to get us to disconnect from all of this and be more present with ourselves? Is there a possibility that both can work together? Well, the guest that I have today has done just that in a product that is absolutely incredible and has been used around the world called The Muse. Arielle Garten is here with us to speak about her journey into getting into the space of meditation, designing this technology that is really allowing you to have a feedback on what's happening around your brain that can help you to be even better in the way that you meditate. I'm very curious about this product and I'm very curious about her journey, which is absolutely fascinating. So it's with my great pleasure that I have Arielle here with us. Arielle, thank you for joining us. Oh, hello, Jason. It's my pleasure to be here. 
Now, I was reading through your bio. Now, you've been featured like around the world. I think there's over a thousand articles of you and Muse talking about CNN, Forbes, Fortune, Popular Science, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, GQ, Men's Health, and the list goes on. And even in the process, you've actually started with no formal background in entrepreneurship, yet you went out and raised 18 millions to found Muse. My question is like, where did you get started? Because from what I understand, you were back in neuroscience. And was it that you got yourself into learning more about what was happening in the brain when it comes to meditation? So I was always fascinated by how people work and how we can optimize how we work. And my own background was a training in neuroscience and then almost a decade as a psychotherapist. And along the way, I began working with this early brain-computer interface technology that allowed you to actually interact with the world directly with your brain. It was a clinical-grade EEG that you could put an electrode on your forehead, and by shifting your focus, focusing or relaxing, you could change the sounds that you would hear around you. And so we were thinking, you know, what can we do with this technology? What can it become? And we recognized that probably the most powerful thing we could do was simply show people when they were focused and when they were relaxed and use that feedback from their mind to train them to become better at focus and relaxing. And that what we were teaching people to do when they focused and relaxed was actually basically meditation. And so we had a tool ultimately that could let you solve this amazing problem of what happens in my brain when I'm meditating. You know, when am I doing it right? What am I supposed to be doing? And so we created Muse, which is a brain sensing headband that helps you meditate that gives you real-time feedback on your brain during meditation to let you know when you're doing it right. Now, I think the obvious answer is gonna come out from this question, but when you started doing these tests, were you noticing that most people were relaxed or most people were stressed? <laughs> so what we discovered is that most people had difficulty beginning a meditation practice. And at first it can be very hard to get into a state of focused relaxation. And we noticed over time that we could really train people to reliably come back to that state and reinforce it. And so we were noticing that we were actually able to help people shift their state and stay in the focused, relaxed zone. Mm. So we've heard about how meditation is good for you, obviously. If we're fans of Mind Valley, we should be you know, aware of this practice. What do you think is the reason that most people have that difficulty of just sitting down and starting to meditate? If it's something they've never tried before, or it's something that they've tried and said like, oh, it's not for me. And how was it different when you introduced something like the Muse to give them that feedback? I think people have a lot of misconceptions about meditation. You think that your mind is supposed to go blank and you don't really know what's supposed to be happening in there. And there's no little coach or guru sitting inside your mind telling you like, oh, you know, come on back to your focus. There it is, you're doing it. And if you are somebody who does know how to meditate, as you sit there and your mind begins to wander, again, there's no coach or guru saying, hey, mind wandering, come back to focus, like tagging that your mind is wandering for you. And so with Muse, we recognized that we could solve that problem by literally letting you hear what was going on inside your mind and cueing you as to when your mind was wandering and then reinforcing you when you bring it back to focused attention. So we use an audio landscape. The metaphor we use is your mind is like the weather. So when you're thinking and distracted, you actually hear it as stormy. And as you come back to quiet focused attention, it quiets the storm. So you're literally hearing what your mind is doing during meditation and being reinforced like, yep, you're doing it, you're doing it, stay there, stay there, stay there. Oh my God, that sounds really practical because, you know, when your mind wanders, you're maybe like three minutes too late from catching your wandering. And then after, you know, you thought you were going to be present, yet you're thinking about, you know, what's the recipe that you did when you were a kid, when you cooked muffins for the first time and ruined the batch, you know, like you can go on such a tangent. <laughs> and I'd be curious to know, like, 
And the benefits of meditation are starting to become much more known, but I'd be curious in relation to those, especially using the muse, like what kinds of transformation are you seeing from people that are starting to do this practice? And is there a certain type of person that's really having success using this? There are now hundreds of thousands of people that have used the muse regularly in their daily lives to either start their meditation practice or to be able to enhance their practice. You know, when you look at the general benefits of meditation, what you see are journal articles talking about improvements in stress, improvements in intention, general states of your health. When you look into benefits specifically in the brain, what you can see is things like thickening of the prefrontal cortex, a downregulation of the amygdala, improvements in your hippocampus, which is your seat of learning and memory. So you're able to actually see real structural changes in the brain with a long-term meditation practice. In terms of me specifically, we hear people telling us about the benefits that meditation has brought to their life. And that might be being able to be more productive because they can now be better able to notice when their mind is wandering and choose to come back to the focus in front of them. We hear people having better relationships with their family members because they're more able to sit quietly and listen and not jump to conclusions or jump to anger or rage. We hear people more present in the moment, whether it is with their work or with their family. And we hear people who generally feel calmer and happier about their lives. So I love that you're bringing this product that's actually allowing a lot of people to have a lot more relaxation, a lot more focus, clearing the mind. These are all great benefits. Yet in your case, you're building a company to bring this to the masses. I mean, you're dealing with investors, products, manufacturing, the whole deal. And I was going to ask in your life personally, how do you manage the stress? And are you an active user of Muse? And how do you see it help you be the leader of the company that you are? Oh, I am a very active user of Muse. So part of the way that meditation helps you is to find a calm and space in your life. So although there may be many, many tasks to be done, you have the choice to feel overwhelmed by all of those tasks and like you're you know, just running to catch up or to feel like you're approaching all of them with calm and ease. And your emotional state and your mental state about the tasks really determines how you're going to feel about them and how you're going to feel while you're doing them. So meditation as a practice has really taught me to be very measured when I enter an activity, to not feel anxious about the amount of time that it's going to take. It's taught me to be very focused. So, you know, my mind might wander to wanting to check Facebook or wanting to jump to 2000 places. And it's like, nope, we're just going to stay here and get this task done. And so with Muse specifically, we have so many different types of meditation. So we have the focused attention meditation where you're actually hearing the sound of your mind and it's showing you when you're focused and when your mind is wandering. Then we have meditations where you can literally hear the sound of your heart like the beating of a drum. And so that cues you to be aware of your own internal state and to start to notice when you're getting stressed. So these days when I feel the stress mounting, which I still do, we're all human, we feel the stress, you can be like, okay, I notice I'm getting stressed, let's immediately bring in something to calm back down again. And so it becomes a very easy way to self-regulate when immediately you notice you calm back down, you can avoid getting to the top of your stress peak. Mm. I wanted to bring that up particularly because you seem like a high performance person, a superhuman, as we like to call it on the show. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are listening here who are also, you know, starting to look to open their business, they're in their career, and they want to reach the top, they're in a senior position, and they really need to manage those everyday stresses. 
which kind of brings me to wanting to give two recommendations. I know for everybody listening, by the end of this show, we're going to give you a code for those of you who want to try the Muse. There's going to be a way that you can get it at a discount. So we'll make sure that's mentioned towards the end and is included in the show notes. But I wanted to see if there was also a recommendation for people who might not be in a position to get their hands on the Muse. Is there a basic practice that you do recommend for people who want to be able to use the power of meditation, but really towards going out and making things happen in the world, making an impact as well? Sure. So the most basic form of meditation is a focused attention on the breath. So what you do is you put your attention on your breath. And then when your mind wanders away from your breath, you choose instead of following your wandering mind to put your attention back on your breath. Now, this sounds incredibly simple. Focus on your breath. Mind wanders onto a thought, grocery list, etc. Oops, don't worry about it. Back to my breath. Now, when you do this very simple practice, some incredibly transformative things happen. When you choose to take your mind off of a wandering thought and put it onto the thing that is in front of you that you're choosing to care about, whether it's your breath or your work or the person you're listening to, you all of a sudden have changed the relationship to your thoughts. So most of us just go through the world on autopilot and we have thoughts in our head and we assume we're supposed to think them. And if you're starting a business, you're constantly thinking about the things of the business round and round and round again. And it turns out that having these repetitive, stressful, often negative thoughts is not really good for us and not really helpful. So what meditation allows you to do is to become aware of your thinking and then make better choices about where you put your mind to be able to actually have intentional control and intentional choice over your own mental state. And then you can also do the same things with your emotions, observe what's happening in your body and be able to, rather than resist the experience of what's going on in yourself, shift the relationship to your thoughts and your feelings. And so that's one of the ways that meditation's secret sauce helps us succeed in life. You know, Ariel, I wish I would have known about you and like the whole concept of meditation years ago, because you know, I take for granted sometimes because of this environment where I'm always involved with personal growth, I get to meet incredible people like you and other authors who speak of these concepts of meditation, you know, being in charge of your thoughts and your emotions. Yet, if I just go back into my early 20s, when I started a company with some friends, I found myself being carried by those thoughts. And like you said, most of them were negative. This was back in like 20, I think it was the beginning of 2012 or late 2011. And I just remember I had the thought, I don't know if anybody else was like me, but you know, there was this thing about the Mayan calendar coming up and I kept having these thoughts that, oh my God, it might be the end of the world. I remember that. You could say it sounds a bit ridiculous, but at the same time, I remember just looking at news, looking at documentaries and then letting my thoughts direct my actions. And then even in the business, anything that was going wrong, I was at a block. I couldn't even make a list of what needed to be done to be able to move forward because I was so consumed by the thoughts that seemed to direct my life. Matter of fact, I even had to go see a professional, a psychologist, just to be able to get over the stress that I felt I was going through and the depression, the micro depression caused by stress that I had at the time. And I didn't know anything about meditation. I didn't ever meditate in my life before. These were not practices that were known to me. And so now it seems like we're bringing a lot more awareness when I realized that, hey, what was necessary was to kind of step back and take a bit of that control back. Now, most people, when they start, and myself included, I wasn't great at it. You know, that whole idea of coming back to the presence and realizing, wow, everything else is a thought and kind of disassociating myself with the train of thought that keeps taking me all over the place. And there's a bit of a learning curve, right? Now I'm assuming with the muse, that learning curve is much faster, but do you give any kind of prescription for people that are getting started? Like you just said, bring it back to the presence, but some of us might get to a point that we fail it and then we get frustrated. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts with and without muse. Sure. 
The first thing to know is that everybody is bad at meditation when they start. So don't worry about it. It's not about being good at it or bad at it. It is about just noticing what's going on. So your mind wanders. That's okay. All of our minds do. That makes us human. It's a good thing. The question is then what do you do when you notice your wandering mind? Do you choose to follow those thoughts about, you know, your grocery list or the girl that's bothering you or whatever it is? Or do you choose to instead say, it's okay, I can let that go and come back to my breath. So don't worry that you're bad at it. It's really common. What we're actually practicing is the act of non-judgment. To be in something that is uncomfortable and that you maybe have judgment about yourself and let go of that judgment and say, it's okay. My mind wandered. That's okay. That happens. Back to my breath. And so you're training self-compassion in that moment. You're training non-judgmentalness. And you're, again, shifting the relationship with how you deal with yourself. And that translates out beautifully into the rest of your life. So without Muse, it's the act of non-judgment. And then with Muse, what you're doing is you're very quickly actually being cued when your mind has wandered. So you can very quickly just bring yourself back. And so it serves to reinforce or heighten that training of noticing your wandering mind and then cueing you to a different choice. Now, I know us at Mind Valley, we're big fans of using devices, measurement, things to quantify because it allows you to have more awareness. And technology, we think, is a beautiful tool to allow us to match it with our own biological beings to even see how we can go to further lengths. But I'm sure there's some people out there who feel that using technology in the practice of meditation might be something that is a negative. Because one of the things I would be worried about is if I start meditating with Muse or any other device that allows me to have that neurofeedback, when I go back into the real world without it, have I created some sort of dependency to the technology? Or is there a way that I can still be okay without the technology assisting me? So the whole point of Muse is to train you in your awareness. And so we don't anticipate that you'll be using it for the rest of your life. It's like any other tool. It's like a training tool. It shows you what to do so you build the skill and then you go out into the world and you use that skill. So when you learn to meditate, what you're doing is you're building the skill of mindfulness and you go out into the world and you are now mindfully aware. So after a 10-minute meditation session or a 10-minute meditation session with Muse, you become more aware of your body, you've trained your attention, you've been able to become more aware of your mind and your thinking to make different choices around that. And as you go throughout your day, that skill that you've built continues to be something that you're constantly using. So the point is not that you become dependent on a tool, but that you are taught these skills, which you then grow and develop and flourish with. And we've seen that over and over and over again. Thank you so much for addressing that question, because it was a concern for me personally, to be honest. Now, I'm going to probably throw something that's on the very masculine train of thought, but I'm going to ask, are there such things as like Muse Olympics or competitions where you can actually be the best at this? Is there such a thing to be able to do that? Because I'm seeing like these trends in esports, for example, yet in meditation, like you could be like the most Zen person and have scoreboards. So some people do get competitive with it, which is pretty silly when it comes to meditation, but whatever motivates you to do it, you know, behavioral change is the hardest part of any of this, just getting yourself to do the practice, to eat better, to go to the gym, to meditate. All of these things are hard to build into our day. And so if competition is the way that it works for you, hey, we've gotten a lot of people to meditate that way. And we noticed that, you know, Mashable Magazine had set up a Muse competition. We hear of people who come up with like Muse leagues. It's definitely happening. And if it gets you to meditate, it's probably okay because subtly all of the lessons about meditation are going to become instilled in you. And over time, that competitiveness becomes far less interesting somehow.
I'm glad I'm not the only person who had that thought and that it's actually something that's happening. And I also love the fact that the mission seems to be very clear is how do you get more people to use this practice, to be able to find more peace, to have less stress, and to be able to go out and do more amazing things in the world because you've learned a tool that you can implement into your life using the accelerated way with moves, but in general, also just bring it into your life in general because it's so important. I wanted to close this off and ask about, you know, what are some of the exciting things you're working on now and what does the future hold for you and the work that you're doing with Muse? Sure. So sleep is something that we're really fascinated by. We heard from Muse users that they were typically using Muse to help them fall asleep. And so we built a brand new product, Muse S, that you can actually wear as you fall asleep. And it comes with these guided sleep journeys that give you beautiful guided meditations along with real-time feedback built from your body and audio soundscape that guide you into sleep and are designed to help you fall asleep faster. And so Muse S is now out and people are using it. It's been fantastic. We have dozens of studies. There's actually over 200 published research papers using Muse, one by the Mayo Clinic showing that breast cancer patients improve their quality of life and decrease their stress and fatigue with Muse. Others showing the use of Muse in the workplace context and improvement in intermanagerial communications and heart rate and other physiological measures. So sleep is fascinating. Continuing on our research is fascinating. And then continuing to build amazing guided content and meditations that really meet you where you're at and give you the things that you need to help you perform better, to work better, to be better at your relationships and more. Thank you so much, Ariel, for coming here and sharing all this amazing things that are happening with Muse, with yourself, with mindfulness. These are all such important topics. And I know for the listeners of Superhumans at Work, there's going to be a code that they can use on the website so that they'll be able to get a discount. Yeah, you can go to choosemuse.com slash welcome, and the discount code is choosemuse. Perfect. We'll also have that included in the show notes so you can quickly access this. And just to give you a recap of what we've covered today, the movement of meditation, mindfulness, has been taking the world by storm, and the benefits are being documented, researched, and really well seen on how it helps you be more productive, helps you have better relationships, have a healthier lifestyle, as well as just a better quality of life in general. And so as we get into meditation, oftentimes it might be a little difficult. We might get discouraged and we might not be able to build that practice because it's very hard to quantify. Yet a movement like Muse has actually allowed for this EGG product to be able to get your brainwave documented, give you that feedback to tell you when you're doing it well. That way you can build the practice. And one of the things I really loved about this is it's not something that makes you dependent on the tool. It's something that trains you in those baby steps and gets you to those most advanced levels so you can still do it on your own. We've also given you some steps on how you can actually implement mindfulness practices, such as focusing on your breath, being back on the present, realizing that every time you choose to be present, that you choose not to let your thoughts control you, it actually empowers your brain to be more present, to get you to focus on the task at hand and really get you to build onto that practice. And of course, if you have the opportunity of getting the Muse, we have that link available. And that means you can actually have a feedback device that allows you to work with you and develop that habit even more. Incredible things have been done at this company. And of course, this sleep method as well. We're big fans of that. For those of you who I went through the sleep quest with Michael Bruce, you'll see that there's a Muse version that's coming out to support on the sleep patterns as well. So exciting things that are happening there, exciting things in general in the field of meditation. And we're so glad that we're able to support it, to see more of it come out. I know for myself, I'm now curious to see if they ship this in Indonesia. I'll be talking to Ariel after this session so we can discuss more. So thank you everybody for listening. And Ariel, thank you so much for being with me. My sincere pleasure. Thank you. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Superhumans at Work, which is always brought to you by Mindvalley. Know that All Access is our greatest offer where all of amazing quests in every area of your life are made available for you for under $2 a day. Simply go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, and then you'll get a chance to uncover all of the available journeys that you can go through to improve every single area of your life. mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman is where you'll get all the information and you'll get to see what it's like to be part of a tribe of people looking to always improve and do the best possible in the world by starting with themselves. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. 